0: to Squat Club on the Air. Hello everyone, good morning or good afternoon, depending on what time you decide to listen to Squat Club on the Air. This
1: is Sarah and Lenka coming to you live. Hi everyone, um, I'm here with Sarah, the newest member of our team. Um, Sarah, can you please tell everyone something about yourself? I can. Um, I'm a local, I grew up in Mount Annan, currently living in Oran Park.
0: Um, I'm a cricketer, I've played professional cricket for between seven to nine years and currently contracted to Adelaide Strikers for the Big Bash.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Um,
0: When did you start playing cricket? Oh, um, I started around maybe seven years old with my twin brother and kind of just went from there. So I I originally started playing football when I was a little kid. So I was more like a little boy than anything, but um, yeah, I was playing with the boys for cricket. And then when I hit 12, there was um, a girls comp. So I started playing in that. That's
1: amazing. Yeah. So can you tell us um, how was it growing up um, playing sport professionally or semi-professionally as a kid, I guess? It was challenging. Um, I mean, playing cricket we were quite fortunate because
0: we did have funding. So wherever we went, if you made a state team or um, an Australian side, it was funded so all you had to do was kind of just show up. um, But your parents had to pay to come and watch all that type of stuff. But… For us to get from here to Brisbane or whatever, that was completely covered. So, um, but it took a lot of um, time and energy, a lot of weekends where the standard response was, I can't come out, I have cricket, or um, I can't do this because of training. But it it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and I met all, pretty much all my lifelong friends from there. So yeah, sports played a major role in my life and it's led me down the PT track.
1: Wow, Um, so um, looking back, would you, Do it again or if you had a little girl would you want her to do the same thing
0: yeah i think i would want her to explore whatever options sport-wise she wanted to i wouldn't necessarily push her in the cricket direction but whatever sport she wanted to play i know netball is becoming um, really big now as well Um, women's afl and i think women's sport in general is just starting to take off there's a lot of um, media hype around it now which is good Um, but but yeah i think um, professionally there's there's a pathway for females in sport now.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So with training, because I know um, now you only pretty much train when you go to Adelaide, so for the six weeks, you don't really train any other time. So when you were a kid and obviously were starting cricket, was it the same thing, that you only trained around the competitions or was it...? Uh, no,
0: so we... Um, so Big Bash, because it's its own sort of schedule, we, you're right, we train only mostly leading up towards that. So for a week or two before the comp, we'll come together as a team in Adelaide. Maybe this year it'll be somewhere else because of COVID, but, um, and we'll, we'll train as a team. But for state cricketers, for example, um, last year I played cricket for ACT and our first game was in September and we started training in May, early June. So, at, at some like for some state teams you can start training six months before your first game and at this point there's going to be no games until next year for one day cricket so yeah. but as a kid um we train twice a week a couple months before our first game okay yeah
1: that's so interesting um well i remember hearing it first time from you because i've actually never been to a cricket game
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i might go now <laughs> yeah you have to come watch one it's better I'll live it's better live like I wouldn't recommend watching like a test match if you haven't watched any cricket before but like a one day game or your best place to start is a t20 because it's three hours it's always like most games are pretty close come down to one or two overs or one or two runs and it's the best vibe there so definitely try and get to a big bash game i'll
1: definitely go and watch it i've always wanted i mean ever since i've been in australia i actually never never knew about cricket until i came to australia
0: yeah yeah, it's not bad. many people know about women's cricket in particular, though. Yeah. So, but there is a lot more hype around it, which is good.
1: I think especially in the last few years, like, you see um, AFL and all these um, women's teams as well. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. yeah. I've always played sport that, like, it was the same for women and men. So, it was a bit different. But, yeah, no, that's great. Well,
0: you're y- you did play professional for your… Country as well, did you know? Yeah, I,
1: badminton. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: What was training like for you? I mean, because obviously we train only twice a week, but would it be a bit more hectic for you?
1: Yeah, so I started playing when I was five. Obviously, that was a little bit different as a complete kid. I think back then I was training maybe twice a week, um, probably until I was around ten. That's when I was selected for the first time to play for Czech Republic in a national team and um, from then I started training in a different town than I was living. So I had to travel probably three to four times a week after school. Um, I have told you it was two hours to get to training and then two hours to get back. So pretty much three to four times a week I would um, get home at probably 11 p.m. or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, and then when I was 15 I moved to this city, obviously because of badminton. And um, then I started training three times a day. Yeah, five times a week, three times a day.
0: How did that work with school? Were you still at school at 15?
1: Yeah, so um, I went to, it was like a sports school and I had from government, um, like a letter for the school that I didn't have to go to school. I only had to go and get tested. So pretty much when I was ready, I had all the material from school. And when I was ready to be tested, I just told them and um, they would test me. So That's cool. I wasn't behind. But, yeah, I didn't have to go to school. That's cool.
0: Yeah. It was <laughs> I think a few people after listening just want to move to
1: Czech Republic.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> Give that a try. I, know I mean, like, it was
1: it was really hard because you're pretty much learning everything yourself. Yep. I was still going, obviously. So I would have my first training at 5 a.m. So I would still go to school at 8 as everyone else. And then I would probably leave 11 For a session for another training at 12 and then i would go back for the afternoon school so like i was still there but i was obviously missing a lot especially probably around that age 15 i started traveling um to other countries a lot for um tournaments and um that's when i started missing a lot at school because we would always travel for pretty much the whole week so yeah
0: how long was your like stock standard training session so if you're training three times a day like how did you how did you keep the energy like how did you manage
1: it was well i'd say because i was young yeah yeah (laughs) it was okay but i had a lot of injuries and i think that's obviously because of the amount of training i think most sessions were about an hour and a half it would depend what session it was. We were doing a lot of conditioning outside, like a lot of running, sprinting and that. So that probably would be around 45 to an hour. Then we would do a session inside, which was more like a conditioning as well, just the running the court. So you very fast to get to the ball. Mm-hmm. And then one session would be technique and playing. Okay. So it would depend a lot, but usually around an hour and a half, I'd say. So that's nearly five, four a lot of hours in a day yeah. training four times a week. Yeah. Wow. It was like – because I was living um, – like I wasn't li- I wasn't living with my parents. I was in a boarding school because of this. Like all my friends in the boarding school, they would go out like twice a week. And I couldn't because I was like, well, I have to get up at four tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> to to my aunt is can't have cricket
0: and yours is can't have badminton. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it was
1: pretty much every weekend was – Um, a game and then yeah like I could never go out during the week because of um, the training at 5am so it was hard I think especially as a teenager when you're discovering things (laughs) outside of school and all that. A lot
0: of temptation. Yeah
1: that's right that's right that was a main reason not the main reason for me to quit but when I was 20 that's when I stopped playing and I think because like mentally it was very demanding um the training and like not going anywhere and it's not a team sport
0: is it no individual and it's kind of like tennis in a way like yeah very isolated
1: with your training and everything that's right so like you i think it's a bit more team like than tennis like in tennis you play once davis cup Mm -hmm. where in badminton like you do have um, every single year you have um, World Championship, um, European Championship, like a team one,
0: oh, okay, as yeah. well
1: as individual. So yeah. you do both pretty much. As I was saying before, so I was playing for national team in Czech Republic. That was for the team, where as an individual, you can go and play um, tournaments everywhere around the world without being part of the national team as right. well. Right. Which that um, Well, I started in the national team. Yeah. Um, that was the first time i was playing um outside of czech republic but then obviously after that i um started playing individually as well yeah although by saying that i was never the best in um singles i was always really good in doubles and uh, mixed doubles ah. it's a little bit f- faster playing yeah. double than singles um and i think me being short <laughs> <laughs> i was pretty fast um yeah so doubles were always the one for me.
0: Right. Yeah. Very cool. Did that make you more inclined to like want to be a PT or like when you when you took that break, did you know what you wanted to do when you stopped playing badminton? Or were you no. Sure?
1: So I think I was really lost then. Um, While well, when I was growing up, I always wanted to my career to be obviously in badminton so like to play and then later on to be a coach um, but always within the badminton um but then when i quit i was completely lost i quit the school at the same time as when i quit um, badminton i completely moved out of um, home so i was yeah i was completely lost i was working in hospitality and um then when I was 22, I was like, "What are, what are you doing with your life?" Like, <laughs> I loved traveling with badminton, and then I was like, "I just can't stay here and doing this." So that's when I first moved out from Czech Republic, and I moved to Switzerland. Okay. And um, I was still obviously looking to find. Yeah, what I want to do—it's really
0: hard to transition from like professional sport back to like what everyone else would consider like your everyday sort of nine to five—and I struggled with that when I, um, when I retired from the Australian team is, I didn't know what to do like with my days especially because everything's always planned out. It's be at it this meeting at this time. You're training from this time till this time, and then you've got free time until this other meeting, and and then I had all these days and all this time, and I was just, what am I gonna do?
1: Yeah, that's right. I didn't
0: know, and you just get so lost because you don't really know yourself outside of the sport because it takes up so much of your life. Yeah. So you just don't really know where to start. That's what I struggled with a lot, Um, and I think that's what drove me more towards the PT kind of side as well. Um, Yeah, yeah.
1: it's so true. Like you see so many um, sports people when their career is over in sport, which, like for example, gymnasts, like they stop quite early. Super early. Yeah and then they usually so lost um because that's all they knew like they were training so hard all the time and yep. then like they had competitions all the time and like yeah yeah so that was a little bit me
0: <laughs> yeah it was completely me as well I, like, <laughs> i think i've spent i worked in a juvenile detention center i've worked at different gyms i worked for the department of education like my dad always says to me now if you follow something through to the end i will give you money or something like that just an incentive for me to finish something or do something right through the end because i'm always chopping and changing my mind because i'm like oh no nah, i don't really want to do this anymore i need to yeah. move on and that's part of like the travel and stuff with sport is we weren't really in the one place for a real long time so it's like, yeah well, what's the next thing what's the next thing and part of that competitiveness is when you get good at one thing you want to get good at the next so
1: yeah that's right yeah it was hard yeah Look w- at us now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or I it. mean, yeah, like, so when I started travelling, um, even before, I never had a job for longer than probably eight months. Yeah. Because exactly the same as you, I was changing my mind all the time. I was like, oh, I'm bored now. Like, I want to do something different. Yeah. So I was changing all the time. and Same pretty much with travelling. Like, I was travelling and uh, I was always like, oh, I really like this. Um, This is what I want to do. Um. But that's also why I came to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Brazil and I was um, surfing and I was like, this is amazing. I love surfing. I wish I can live in a country where I can surf. And then I was like, oh, I don't speak English. Maybe Australia would be good so I can learn English and I can surf at the same time. And that's why I'm here. Win win. <laughs>
0: Look at this. Oh, well, I'm good. I surf twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can surf. I can't even do that.
1: Well, not that – I wouldn't say that I can do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm the type of person that will sit on the beach with the coffee. I won't go in the water. I don't
1: like water. Oh, really? No,
0: don't like it. There you it go. me.
1: Just the ocean or yeah, even pool? Yeah, just
0: the ocean. So we had to do a lot of beach recoveries for cricket and I'd always say to our strength and conditioner, I'd say, no, you can't make me get in there. There's sharks in there. And they say, they don't come up that close. they say, so you don't know. <laughs> I'll put my ankles in. That's as far as I'm going.
1: That's so funny.
0: Just scares me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't like. I like. I don't like going to for a swim um, on the beach. Yeah. Either. I'm a scuba diver, so like I don't mind, Like, I love that, but yeah. at the same time, I don't really enjoy it in Australia because of the reason. Yeah. <laughs> that like you never know.
0: Yeah, I don't want to become like a home delivery for a shark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've had a good run, and if my time's up, then fine. But that's not how I pitch it going. That's so funny. All.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> yeah yeah. well amazing thank you for um being here today with me and we are so lucky that to have you thank you
0: i'm lucky to be here i feel very fortunate that i was offered this position and i really do enjoy it everyone that's asked me how's work going and the new the new gym and i say it's it's unreal it's such a good environment the community's unreal everyone here is just so like-minded and it makes everything so much better when you can finally be around people that
1: think like you, that want to train, want to better themselves
0: every day. So I'm
1: very fortunate to be here. Well, thank you for your kind words. You're welcome. Thanks, guys, for listening to our next episode of um, Squad Club podcast, and um, we'll uh, see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye.